0: Today's show is sponsored by Zesty, and Zesty wants to know if you've had enough with managing your AWS commitments. If it were only purchasing commitments, fine. But let's face it, the capacity planning, the back and forth, the ongoing optimization, choosing between one year, three year savings plans, reserves instances, don't you want to just get back to being an engineer again? This is where Zesty comes in, a fully automated commitment management solution that achieves over 45% discounts on your EC2 with 100% buyback guarantee. What does that mean? It means you'll never overprovision again. So join DevOps teams like Gong, Armis, Amdocs, WalkMe, and Firebolt, and be an engineer again while achieving the highest savings hands-free. Just go to zesty.co savings to get your free potential savings evaluation. It takes no more than five minutes. That's zesty.co slash savings. Cloudcast Media presents from the Massive Studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the Massive Cloudcast Studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hope everybody is doing well as we roll into the month of April, uh, amazing that we've you know continue to move along you know the the year just kind of keeps cranking along even though we're still somewhat at home. hopefully everybody is doing well, hopefully the weather is starting to change in your neck of the woods, whether uh you know it's sort of the April showers bring may flowers or if you're in a part of the world that's a little bit warmer, maybe you're already experiencing that or if you're in the southern hemisphere, you're probably experiencing kind of the beginnings of uh i guess of winter or the you know the, that's Fall season and so forth. So, anyways, hope everybody is doing well. Um, you know, on the Sundays Perspective Show, we always try and uh, you know step away from the interviews, kind of think about what's going on in the industry, and and grab some topics that are kind of relevant. And <clears throat> this past week, uh, we saw the IPO of DigitalOcean, and for those of you that have followed the show for a while, you're probably very familiar with DigitalOcean, whether or not you use the service or not. It really kind of got started as the simplified, uh, scaled back version of what was going on in the cloud. And, you know, it was one of those things where at the time, um, I mean, it's been going on for 10 years or so, so it's not a a brand new company, a brand new cloud, but they were going to be very focused on trying to make things simpler for developers, trying to make the services that they have while they were, um, you know, evolved over time, always be focused on simple, 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 simple. And their IPO this week got me thinking, you know, can are we ever going to see the cloud evolve to become simpler, right? We now see 200 plus services in Amazon Web Services. We see, you know, 100 plus, 150 plus in AWS or in Azure and in GCP. Uh, you know, we see thousands of SaaS services. Um, you know, things are, are pretty complicated. And to a certain extent, you know, in our industry, depending on where you are, um, you know, we kind of glorify complexity. You know, we, we we love to talk about, boy, it'd be great if the technology was simpler, but you know, we we tend to sort of glorify that. We talk about 10x engineers, and we talk about people that have you know five certifications and all these sorts of things. And so, um, you know, I got to thinking about you know, will we ever see the cloud become simplified? Right. I'm going to kind of dig into that right after the break. Today's show is sponsored by CBT Nuggets. We know that CloudCast listeners are curious about technologies, but how are you really learning to master the technologies needed to be a cloud expert? When I got my first industry certification, a Cisco CCIE. I literally spent every weekend for six months setting up environments and trying to teach myself all these complex technologies. Nowadays, CBT Nuggets gets rid of all that hassle. Everything's on the web, from self-paced learning with an instructor to virtual labs that are up and running in minutes. So whether you're looking for an infrastructure, cloud, security, or app dev certification, CBT Nuggets has you covered. Check it out at cbtnuggets.com cloudcast to sign up for a free learner account. This unlocks tons of great training and you'll be entered into a drawing for a free six-month premium subscription. That's cbtnuggets.com slash cloudcast. And we're back. And folks, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, you know, I kind of want to focus on on simplicity. And, you know, again, um, you know, the, the DigitalOcean IPO kind of got me thinking about it. Um, you know, there's a weird thing that goes on in our industry is that, you know, oftentimes we, uh, you know, we, we love the things that that make our lives simpler, whether that's, you know, a great script or something that automates something for us, uh, you know, an automation an if then type of thing, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, we love the, the user experience of like an Apple product or something. And, you know, I know some of you don't, but, you know, bear with me, you understand what I'm talking about. And yet our industry tends to also sort of, uh, you know, love the complexity, right? It's, um, you know, people love to buy the product that has the most features. Uh, we get these, you know, massive, massive on the vendor side of things, you get these massive, massive RFPs and RFIs and things that have hundreds and hundreds of requirements. And, you know, then you realize that, you know, these things get built. And over time, you know, having worked uh, for a lot of vendors or with a lot of products and so forth, you know, you often find out that, that only 30% of the features, 20% of the features of the thing that you've you've sold to some company or that a customer is using end up getting used. And so, you know, we have this fascination with complexity in our industry. You know, we we like to think that we like simplicity, but for whatever reason, we, we kind of keep coming back to complexity. And I don't know if that's just Because, because you can, because, um, you know, you always feel like, well, I'm just going to ask for that next thing, because I don't want to do it myself. I don't want to figure out how to put two and two together. Um, And I understand that, you know, in many industries, things are complex. You've got regulatory requirements. You've got complicated security. You've got other things. But, you know, we really haven't in the, you know, let's call it last 10 years or so of cloud computing, we just really haven't seen a massive, massive pushed by anybody to really disrupt the market with something simpler and you know it, it gotten me thinking you know we've seen this in other industries we saw you know times when you know the industry got disrupted say it was um, you know, going back to the financial services industry, when Charles Schwab, for those of you that remember back they back in the day, you know, kind of disrupted the way that, you know, the regular person could get access to the trading floors of, of uh, you know, of Wall Street, right, sort of disrupted it, made it simple, right, make it so that anybody could get an account to be able to trade uh, on, a, on a trading floor. You know, we've seen certain products in certain industries try and make things simpler, right? Like, a, you know, we've seen self-service checkout at grocery stores, we've seen that sort of uh, phenomenon happen, we've seen certain things in our industry where technology will make it simpler, but you know, I think about the clouds and they they still continue to be complex. And in fact you know, every November we, you know, we celebrate uh, AWS reInvent and the, you know, 50 or 60 or 70 new features or whatever that Jeff Barr writes a blog about and so forth. So, you know, I got to thinking, you know, will we see this? And, you know, as we tend to do on the Sunday Perspective show, I'm going to kind of break it down into three areas. Uh, this show's always a little bit shorter than the, the one on Wednesday. So I'm going to break it down into three areas. The first one's going to be in around applications. The second one's going to be about pricing and sort of the cost of, of using the cloud. And the third one's going to be about interconnecting these services together. So sort of, you know, integrations and so forth. So let me start off with applications. You know, I thought about this a lot. And, you know, when when the building blocks we had for cloud were very iaas centric, they were compute storage, networking, maybe database as a service, you know, the, the basic things and IAM type of service, it made sense that things were going to be complex because, All we had really done was just move the data center from some building that you owned or rented into uh, a data center that Amazon or Azure or Google or DigitalOcean or IBM or Oracle or, you know, whoever owned, right? You sort of shifted that thing, but you didn't really shift the complexity. The services were still sort of foundational building blocks. And then over time, we did see a number of things come along and, you know, maybe I'm not taking a long enough view on this. I mean, we've seen SaaS applications come along. That's been fantastic. Pretty much anything that you want to get as a business application or, you know, in a lot of cases, a consumer application, you can find as a SaaS application. Of course, the trade off is well, you get what they give you, right? Uh, we had PaaS. PaaS was going to sort of be that thing that was going to take away the complexity of all the infrastructure, simplify things for developers, and has never really met those goals right as as James Governor James Governor over at Red Monk likes to say you know every new application platform is trying to reinvent Heroku and Heroku was great for what it did it was very opinionated kind of had this 12 factor thing but we've never kind of seen the great super simplified Complete experience for paths. We've seen bits and pieces of it, and we've seen, you know, what people do on top of Kubernetes. We've seen what Cloud Foundry tried to do. We talked about that a few shows ago. We, you know, Heroku kind of, you know, hit a point, and then it got bought up by Salesforce. We just haven't really seen the paths space, if you will, kind of meet its goal. And then you go, okay, well, what else? What else is out there? What might be filling in the blanks, right? Well, we've seen low code and. Low-code is, I guess, sort of doing its thing. It's, it's hard to totally get a grasp on it, I think, partially because maybe low-code learned from PaaS and trying to be not so opinionated. We've got lots of platforms that are sort of kind of low-code. Um, you know, we have the Remote uh, Robotic Process Automation, RPA, uh, automation, excuse me. Uh, we covered that a little bit on previous shows. And, and so you do have this sort of thing that's, you know, on the low-code RPA side of things, kind of there for business analysts, right? It's sort of like Excel and then a little bit more, some drop and drag stuff and so I guess that sort of fills in some gaps and so forth, but you know, it still feels like there's there's something that could be better. It feels like there's something simpler. So for example, like if I'm a small business, yes, I could probably sort out picking out the 8 or 10 or 12 things that I need, maybe a payroll application and a, you know, a supply chain type of application, maybe something that helps with marketing, but there's still nothing that even further simplifies that. If I want sort of back end of a small business as a service, I can't just go get that, right? Like I'd have to sign up for a long term contract. I'd probably have to find some consultants. Why can't I do that on a month to month basis like I can do for other things in cloud? If I want to, if I start off as a startup and I need to scale it into a multi-customer or multi-country business, which I'm doing things online, you probably have to do, why can't I do that as a service, right? Like, again, I I have to stitch together 8, 10, 12, 15 things. I probably have to hire some Accenture-level consultants who understand different currencies and so forth. Why can't I do that on a month-to-month basis? or even just, you know, certain parts of the business, right? We hear about uh, marketing tech stacks and there are things that are out there that help you with this. But, you know, if I want demand gen as a service, right? Like I want the content to be written for me. I want it to be SEO and I want it to be, right? Like we think about more and more, how can we, you know, sort of do these things without having to have entire organizations or having to piece all these things together. So maybe that's what I'm looking for is that opportunity to say, yes, all the business, you know, the, the building blocks are there, But now that we're a decade in, are there opportunities for somebody to build those sort of back ends of business as a service, right? As opposed to having to hire, having to figure out how to put all these pieces together because they've all been done before. We've seen thousands of successful companies do it. Why can't that become, you know, its own sort of, you know, space in there? And maybe that's sort of the application level, um, you know, simplicity I'm looking for. I don't know. I'm trying to try to work through this in my mind. I'm sort of working through it here on the podcast as well. The second area I want to talk about is pricing, right? It's, it's sort of funny, you know, cloud was going to simplify things. It was going to make things on demand. And, you know, from a psychological perspective, you know, if you start charging things instead of being tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions of dollars, I price it, you know, at three cents an hour, 10 cents an hour. Well, psychologically, I think, oh, that's much cheaper, right? I'm not paying nearly as much. And since it's on demand, I can, I can turn it on and turn it off. It must just be cheaper, And yet we realize, you know, we can listen to a Corey Quinn or we can look at a a Cloudability or, you know, the dozens of companies who, you know, focus on kind of cost management, cost optimization, price scheduling, all these sort of things. It's still really complicated. Nobody ever really knows what their bill is going to be at the end of the month. Um, Yes, you can buy credits and yes, you can, you know, sort of prepay some things and you can do some stuff, but... You know, I mean, there's still all sorts of work around tagging and cost optimization, not knowing exactly how much your you know your network bill is going to be. Is it too much ingress traffic? Too much external traffic? How much NAT traffic am I paying for? Like, it's amazing to me that we haven't seen a huge pushback from the industry, from uh, end user customers saying, look, I need to know what my bill is going to be, right? Like, I need to figure out some way for you to build me a better set of tools to model what it's going to look like. And I don't need cost consultants or cloud economists or, you know, super expensive tools. I I want you to take my applications, look at them somehow, model them and tell me what my bill is going to be, right? We just haven't really reached that. I and, mean, you know, the fact that we just have these massive ecosystems around cost management and pricing. And, you know, I know people can say, well, gosh, we've had that forever. So, you know, what's the problem? Like computers are complicated and you don't exactly know what your traffic load is going to look like. Well, you know, there are, businesses in which you know, services have been put together so you better understand what they look like. And maybe that is just a matter of, you know, people better budgeting, better negotiating, better kind of planning. But the fact that, you know, there's still just this massive, massive ecosystem to help us figure it out, you know, it's a little bit like people talk about like the tax laws. Well, the tax laws are too complicated. So, you know, that keeps uh, accountants employed. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what we're stuck with. But you know, I feel like from a pricing perspective, You know, the fact that every service is different, every service is priced differently, every service has different caveats. Um, You know, again, maybe these keep coming back to SaaS sort of has figured it out. And when you're dealing with the low-level building blocks, that's just the nature of what you get. But, you know, I feel like in terms of more and more companies, uh, you know, everyone talks about cloud is still in the first or second inning. It's still in the early days. I mean, in order for it to be adopted widely, uh, by people who don't have the best of the best of Silicon Valley talent, but they want to be able to, you know, compete in their regional business or they want to move into a new market. You know, the ability to understand what your pricing model looks like, your cost model for your business looks like is really important. And I don't feel like cloud is necessarily given us a straightforward answer at that point, right? There's too much, too many PED, uh, PhDs needed to, uh, to figure all this stuff out. And the last thing I had on my list uh, is I think about, you know, where things are too complicated. Um, And again, maybe this is just the nature of where we are with brownfields and so forth, is really around interconnecting services, right? You know, it is difficult to modernize an application. It is difficult to uh, migrate an application from your data center into the cloud. Okay, we all sort of understand that because... From a legacy application perspective, it wasn't necessarily designed to be moved. Maybe it wasn't originally designed to interconnect with ten other services that you're trying to interconnect with. But we've seen progress in that space, right? We've seen things like uh, the services and capabilities around things like MuleSoft or uh, Camel, like that Red Hat Integration delivers. We've seen like gateway API gateways like Apigee and others that are, you know, kind of there for, uh, you know, your your sort of. Typical Gartner four hours, five hours application rehosting, replatforming, um, all that sort of stuff, and 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 that sort of works through. It's complicated, but if it's necessary, you can do it. And so I start to wonder, you know, but for new applications, should it be simpler, right? Like, you know, maybe for SaaS, for the most common types of SaaS, you know, when you want to interconnect your application to a Twitter or a, an Okta API or something, yeah, they've gotten pretty good at that stuff. But you know, should it be easier, right? Should you know, as a business. Uh, if somebody has a business idea, should you have to go off and find this world-class uh technology group to help be your back end, right? And you always hear these stories of, you know, uh, you know, places like uh, MIT Sloan, who, you know, is famously matches together somebody with a great business idea with, you know, great technologist in the MBA program. And I feel like that's a lot of times what happens with with the VCs is they're gonna take a couple of smart founders, technology founders, and match them up with business people. But, you know, if as a business person, you could figure out how to wire these things together if it was simpler to do that. Um, again, a lot of these things I keep thinking about is if I'm a business person with an idea and I don't necessarily know the right technology people, I don't know how to think about it, but I know how to map it out. I know what, what, it, lo- what it should look like in my mind. I feel like maybe those integration pieces could be simpler as well. Um, and again, this might be you know, integrating a IaaS-driven service, a serverless service, with a SaaS service and a PaaS service, um, you know, should it be simpler if those things are exposing well-defined, well-known APIs to be able to do that? I don't know. You know, maybe again, I'm asking too much. Maybe <clears throat> integration is just by its nature, sort of a complicated thing. And, you know, as I look at sort of all the stuff we've talked about here, uh, you know, writing applications, complicated stuff, pricing, complicated stuff, interconnecting and integrating services, complicated stuff. But I feel like, you know, as I've looked at other industries and I've looked at other examples of places where we've seen big progress in our industry or in our lives or things that make things simpler for us, there's always something that's a big leap forward. And I feel like maybe over the next 10 years, um, you know, we've we've made, we've, we've gotten people to get out of their old, old ways in the data center. They've moved to the cloud. We've learned how to use the cloud. Maybe the next 10 years will be about simplifying things. You know, maybe that DigitalOcean IPO is a, you know, an early, early stepping stone. I don't know. It, it got me thinking. Um, maybe it's not possible. Maybe this stuff just, by its nature, it's computers. It's complicated, and in order to to master it and have a business differentiation, you just got to deal with the complexity. But I feel like as an industry, there's there's massive opportunity for people to start figuring out how to be. You know, that next. You know, that next big stepping stone, and maybe it'll come from. AWS and Azure and Google maybe it'll come from somebody else maybe there's the next digital ocean out there that's going to help us do that. So with that I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I know this was a little rambly because I was sort of I've been thinking about it for a while been thinking out about it for a few days and and I was trying to kind of put my thoughts together both where we could be going but also a little bit of Uh, you know, complaints and, and, um, you know, grief and and, uh, about, you know, kind of where we are today and and why it couldn't be simpler. So anyways, thank you all for listening as always to the uh, Sunday Perspectives here on on Cloudcast. Um, You know, hopefully uh, you've enjoyed these as well as the Wednesday ones. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for uh, helping us grow the community. Thanks for giving us feedback. We started to see uh, a few more reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, and we really appreciate that. It helps us not only uh, grow the show, but it also you know gets the word out through those podcasting channels as well. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.